0: What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to this week's episode of the Standing Room Only Podcast, starring myself, Goose. As always, I'm here with Healy. I want to thank you guys for tuning in. Remember, hit that download button. If you guys have not already, if you are not aware, that is how we get our analytics. It helps us a lot. Uh, we are on Spotify, Apple Podcasts. We're on YouTube as well. Uh, make sure you're following our social media accounts. We are on Twitter. We're on Instagram. We are SR Pod. Make sure you are following our main accounts. Our personal accounts, I should say. I'm iGoose with four O's. I am on Twitter, Twitch, Instagram. We have Healy as well.
1: Yeah, I am on Twitter and Instagram at the Healy 6 Exciting episode this week. Oh,
0: yeah. We got a lot. We got baseball. We're going to do our predictions. It's right around the corner. We have a little bit of NFL action leading up to the NFL draft. We have some moves being made. We got some basketball action, of course. Always some basketball news these days. We're going to get started with baseball. I'm excited. You're excited, Healy. I know you are. We we're have day one, day one, opening day tomorrow. Considering when this episode's going to drop tomorrow, mm-hmm. we're recording the day
1: before. Yeah, we got opening day on Thursday and we are ready to go we probably could have done this last week but last week was the trade deadline in the nba so back to back pretty big episodes yep and we're we're gonna give our yearly predictions this is is this the only sport we've done this is gonna be our second time doing it with with baseball yeah this is the
0: second time we yeah because we had it leading into the uh I don't want to call it the bubble season, but the COVID season, the the short and 60-game season.
1: I'm talking about football and basketball, too. I think we started the podcast a little bit into the season.
0: No, we did. Yeah, we started, I want to say, in October, uh, which would have been already football season and basketball season was just getting started. We've given predictions, like mid-season predictions before, but with baseball, um, we have not – baseball is the only one – or the first one where we were able to give preseason predictions. So this is volume two with baseball. This time it is going to be with a full 162 game season. Some rules carried over. Some did not. AKA DH, I believe is not available with the uh, NL anymore. Um, Bummer. We were all looking forward to that. Um, But nonetheless, full season is going to be fun. We're going to have fans in the stadium, not full, not a full hundred percent, but we'll take what we can get. We will take what we can get. Um, but yeah, I'm excited. Healy, I know you're excited. I'm sure we're going to have some of the same predictions, just like we had last year. I'm trying to throw some curveballs, No pun intended. If you know what I mean.
1: (laughs) Yeah, we we definitely have to see a game in April. No doubt about it. It's been too long since I've attended a baseball stadium. Uh, We we're definitely going to a game next month.
0: You want to get but, started with the divisional predictions. We're going to have division, we'll do division, we'll do World Series, we'll do AL, NL, MVP, Cy Young winners. I think we'll leave like Rookie of the Year's out for now. I think we'll wait to yeah. see and then we'll leave out uh, maybe coach of the year, stuff like that. We'll leave towards maybe mid-season. We'll we'll talk mid-season.
1: Yeah, there's manager of the year like that's not really something you could predict. It's just Mm -hmm. most of the time it's who overcomes the odds. Uh, Rookie of the year. I could probably come up with like a couple like NL rookie of the year. Definitely going to be like Cabrian Hayes. All he has to do is perform and he'll do well. The AL, there's a ton of different options. Like Andrew Vaughn is now in that mix as well in the American League. But yeah, division winners, uh, we will do the World Series matchup. We could do the CS matchup, but we'll just straight up do World Series. Not have to go into too much depth there, and then awards. So we will start off with the American League. We're gonna go. Also, we forgot about the wild card teams. There's two wild card teams. Yes. No expanded playoffs. So. Yep. American League. I'm gonna start off with the AL East. And this year, last year, I predicted it correctly. I got the wild card team and the division winner. This year, I don't think it's that much of a competition. I know the Tampa Bay kind of took like a little step back in rid of Snell. They did get Patino in their rotation now. Uh, they still have a lot of their same roster they had last year, but they were built for that 60-game season last year. Very solid team. No discredit to them, but in a full 162, I am going to go with the powerhouse New York Yankees. Uh, they just have the best overall squad. They have a great bullpen. Uh, Their rotation a little iffy. They do get Severino back at some point. Domingo Herman's pitching this year. They could pull up Clark Schmidt if needed. And Garrett Cole should be lights out. So the only downfall would be injuries, which. This team is kind of injury-prone. Luke Voigt is going to be out for a little bit. Aaron Judge has missed a few games the past couple seasons. Giancarlo Stanton's been the same. You'll see Clint Frazier on the roster, I believe, this year. I'm going with the Yankees. And the AL Central, I thought it was going to be a little bit closer when I was like looking at it between the Twins and White Sox again. But even with Aloy Jimenez out... I think the White Sox are the for-sure team in the American League Central. We've seen Cleveland Indians take steps back by trading away Lindor. Uh, They just haven't really picked up their pitching. They traded away Carlos Carrasco. Still have Shane Bieber. They still have an okay bullpen, but their team is just not complete. And then the Twins, they have a heck of a lineup still. I just think the rotation is going to hold them back. They do have Kenta Maeda, who was great Mm -hmm. last year. Their bullpen, a little bit iffy. They did lose a key piece in Trevor May. Uh, Some of the guys need to step up. I know 2020 shouldn't really take into account, which you will see with one of my predictions coming up. But there were a couple guys that took a little bit of a step back. And Nelson Cruz is aging a little more. We'll have to see if he can still keep producing. I just think the White Sox are more of a complete team. Mm -hmm. And then in the West... I am going to go with the Astros. I feel like Houston, they got a good deal with Jake Odorizzi in their rotation. Uh, they're still a very solid team. They have a lot of guys in their contract year. They retained Michael Brantley, which was huge. still have Kyle Tucker. They have El Tuve, Correa, Jordan Alvarez, Bregman. Their rotation's pretty solid. Bullpen's pretty solid. And with Oakland, I feel like they, they did lose a key piece in Marcus Semien. They lost Liam Hendricks. I feel like they are not going to finish at the top. So, Yankees, mm-hmm. White Sox, Astros. My two wild card teams. I'm still in a little bit of a pickle here. I'm going to go with Tampa Bay. Okay. And I'm going to go with uh, Oakland, though. I did kind of talk poorly about both those teams, but they are still very solid teams. They are going to do well enough to make the wild card, I feel like. Uh, and looking at the other teams, I just don't see too, like another team sneaking in. Potentially, the Blue Jays could sneak in. They did lose Kirby Yates. I just feel like they are a year off. If they have a type of year like the White Sox did last year, so be it good for them right now the team that's ready though is the rays and the a's tampa toronto though be on the lookout for them to either barely miss or to sneak into that spot
0: yeah so i <laughs> i had a feeling this was going to happen we uh we have very similar Um, picks except for a couple of different um wildcard teams. So, in the east, I'm going with the New York Yankees, just like you mentioned last year. Overall, if it was a 162 game season, we would have seen the Yankees last a little bit longer. Of course, this is bearing their injury status. Obviously, a lot of guys get hurt on that team. You already said the big names, the big time players, the guys who get paid the big bucks, Giancarlo. Aaron Judge, um, I mean, even then, if these guys go down, they still have other bats, Luke Voigt, so on and so forth. I'm sticking with the Yankees. I don't even know if it's going to be close in the division run. Perhaps Tampa will win, you know, a solid number of games, though they might push them through August for the Yankees take off. In the Central, this is the year I am going with the White Sox for sure, taking the division. Last year, I was confident that they would be better and I know I did take them for the division last year but for sure confidently by with the addition of um you know Kopech is coming back they got Liam Hendricks their their Lucas Giolito starting day one their bats are there yes Eloy Lance Lynn yeah and Lance Lynn let's not forget about Lance Lynn who is aging like fine wine at this point uh, and their bats, their bats are great. Moncada's having a good spring. The whole team. Tim Anderson didn't lose anything, um, you know. And obviously uh, Vaughn, which they decided to not send back down, and and with with Eloy going down, Eloy's going to be gone for a while. He's going to hurt. Uh, I w- I don't want to say he's going to. It's going to hurt the roster very much because we still have, you know, Jose Abreu, so on and so forth. Like one through nine, the roster's dangerous. The lineup, I should say. That being said. I'm confident that the White Sox are going to blow the division away. They're going to win it by at least 8-9 games. That's where I'm going with. Um and then of course with the West, I was kind of torn only because I feel at some point Mike Trout's going to have a winning team and I just don't know and Otani had like is throwing over 100 in spring training week 1. And apparently, he's hitting 460 foot bombs as well. So, in a way, it's almost like I want to root for them and think that they have what it takes. But I am going to go with Houston. If I had to gamble on it, I'm going to go with Houston simply because they are still star studded all around pitching, uh, hitting. Um, With that being said, the two wild card teams, I am going with Minnesota. I still believe Minnesota is a great team. They are a great team. They're, they're, Great last year, the year before, they were tough. Pitching's good. As you mentioned, Maeda, they have their hitters. I mean, all around, they are good. I feel like they're going to pull off at least 92 games, 91, 92 games right around there. And you did say Toronto is not a right now team. And I agree. I don't know if they're going to go far in the playoffs, but that is my going to be my wild card number two. I feel like they're going to play well enough to bump Tampa out of the East. And maybe maybe take it by a game. It's going to be close. But I'm going with
1: Toronto for wild card number two. Okay, okay. Going back on the Angels comment, it's it's a big problem every year. They did sign Darren O'Day. They also just did sign another relief pitcher. It might have been Tony Watson. Mm-hmm. But they just they don't have pitching. They just don't have the pitching depth in the rotation. And they don't have the pitching depth... In their bullpen. And that's two huge components. You see very good teams make the playoffs and get to the World Series because of their pitching. Until they do that and they fill a couple of their spots on that Angels team, it might be a little longer for Trout to make the playoffs. Hopefully over the next couple of years. But that farm system isn't looking too great. Just on an unfortunate spot. Yep.
0: Moving over... Do you want to do the NL or do you want to do AL Awards before we go to the NL? We'll do
1: the, we'll do awards all at once.
0: Okay. Okay. I'm cool with that. So let's do the NL. Let's see what you got.
1: The NL, I feel like could be a toss up for like every single division. And I feel like we could come up with different answers here. So NL East, man, this is, this is a very tough division. And I don't know if I want to ride the hype or not. But I think I'm going to do it. I'm going to go with the New York Mets winning the East. Okay. They added Lindor. Brasco's there. I know he is a little little hurt at the moment. I feel like that Mets team is going to click. A couple of guys have gotten a little bit older. Pete Alonzo, Dominic Smith. They've meshed for a year longer. And due to Atlanta's... Lack of starting pitching. They do have some solid starters. They had Soroka. They had Ian Anderson last year. I just... I feel like they will edged out just a tad. This division is going to be close. You could also count in Washington and Philadelphia if you wanted to, but I'm going to go with the Mets. In the Central, this is going to be a close division, one through four. No team is particularly too great and i'm hoping i'm just going to speak this into existence and i'm a little biased last year i did not do this this year i am the chicago cubs are going to win the central they're they're starting pitching not too great i gotta admit their bullpen just okay but all the other teams in the division the milwaukee brewers very great team uh, in a sense of pitching wise their lineup though not so great. I just, I'm hoping the Cubs, especially with Rizzo getting low balled on his deal. Bryant's in a contract year bias is in the contract year. These guys have been fed up for their lack of performance the last couple of years. And they finally put it together and click. They have one of the best hitting lineups in baseball. Pitching's huge, but that lineup in general, just great. They just need to play. Well, like you, Solid talent, they just never play well at the same time. This is their probably their final hurrah. And then in the West, I'm gonna go with the Dodgers. They're just so good. Padres are great, gotta admit, but man, the Dodgers, they lost like Jock Kike Hernandez over the past couple of years. And they've picked up guys like Mookie Betts, they traded for last year. They've gotten Trevor Bauer, Trevor Bauer they've made yeah. just solid signings. And they've added a lot of starters, like Dustin May, Tony Gonsolin. It's just that team just keeps getting better and better and they're far, and they're young too. Like it's mm-hmm. unbelievable. Uh, Wildcard teams, one of them has to be the Padres. They're too good not to make the playoffs. So Padres are going to be one of the teams. The other team, I'm gonna guess, I'm going to say... The Washington Nationals sneak in. Oh, Strasburg, Orban, uh, Scherzer mm-hmm. added John Lester as an end of the rotation piece. They have John Ross, Joe Ross, not John, Joe Ross. There, you have Garcia playing this year. Trey Turner. Uh, they have Juan Soto. Is, man, I I read their lineup before. I got you in just a sec. So, the Washington Nationals lineup for 2021. You got Brad Hand, they signed as a closer. They still have Will Harris. They signed Kyle Schwarber, Josh Bell. They still have Starling Castro. Daniel Hudson's in the pen. This is going to be a sneaky team. Ryan Zimmerman's playing this year, he's doing fantastic. In spring training, spring training doesn't necessarily mean isn't going to translate to the actual season, but yeah, the Nationals the the at least I already stated it's going to be close, but I feel like the Nationals could just sneak in by like a game over the Braves. Okay. Okay.
0: I like that. That's 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 a solid prediction there. I mean, it's tough. I was well, I was with you. I was back and forth with a few teams The East, the Central, the West, the Central, like you said, it's like the East is overpowered. So you don't know who's going to take it. It could be any one of those teams. The Central is just like a bunch of average teams. And then the West, obviously, you have two great teams, but who's better than the overpowered Dodgers, right? So I'm going to start off with the West and work my way back to the East. I'm going to start with the West, say Los Angeles Dodgers. Simple as that. If you don't know why, well, Just look it up. Look at their roster. Obviously, as you mentioned, Mookie Betts. They have Cody Bellinger. All these guys, even though they lost pieces, I think losing Jock Peterson um, may not seem like a bad loss, but in the playoffs, he's really good. I know his regular season stats aren't that great, which he did go to Chicago, and he's having a hell of a spring right now. Um, And then they're pitching on top of that, getting Trevor Bauer, who's going to be phenomenal, who is phenomenal as it is with run support. It's just it's inevitable that they're going to take that division. And the Central, I'm going with, I'm riding the Nolan Arenado train. I believe that the Cardinals are going to win the division. It's going to be close. I was torn. I was like, I wanted to be biased. I wanted to be biased, like Chicago. I feel like the Cubs can do it. They're the young guys, the heart of that World Series. They're still there for one last hurrah. but I I just don't see it. I feel like they're going to they're going to battle towards the end and it's just going to be the Cardinals. Uh, in the East, I'm sticking with Atlanta. I'm sticking with Atlanta simply because their bats are great. We've had guys like Ozuna step it up. Marcel ended up batting like a 338 last year, hit like 18 home runs in 60 games. This is the guy that they are paying, what they are paying for him for what he did in Miami and other other places like St. Louis. He did fall off a couple of years ago. I don't want to say fell off. He had, he had some down years, but he is back to help compliment um, Ozzy and Ronald Acuna and some of those other great bats. Pitching is a weak point, but I feel like they will be good enough to edge out the Mets. With that being said, my wild card picks are Padres got to go with the Padres only because they have I mean they're they're the next best thing next to the Dodgers in my eyes from pitching to bats um so I'm with you on that but I'm going to go with the uh, New York Mets I do not think that um the Mets are going to lose out on the division by much uh it could be a game it could be two games but it's interchangeable between the two if the Mets end up taking the division I feel like Atlanta is still the team in the east um, versus you're saying the Washington Nationals, which could very well be. I mean, that is the team that just won the World Series a couple seasons ago. So, um, but yeah, those are my, my picks there. So we're very similar, interchangeable, minus a wildcard team. Obviously, you have uh, the Nationals and I have the Mets.
1: World Series predictions. This, I'll start. This is tough. Yeah, I'll go ahead. I'll start with this one.
0: I'll start with this one. My predictions are because they are ready now. They were not ready last year, and they they did better than what I expected. Even though it was a first round exit, I'm going with the Chicago White Sox. Going with the White Sox, I did not predict them to make it last year, even though I'm a Sox fan. But I was happy with what I saw. They went out and got key pieces. They got Hendricks coming out of the pen uh, to close out games. We have key pitchers coming back. Dylan Cease is only getting better. Kopech should be great. He looks to be throwing very well. Um, And we have Lucas Giolito. I mean, with the run support that these pitchers are going to get, they're going to be allowed to have to be able to make mistakes. And that's what I love about this team. No matter what, one through nine, they're dangerous. Where one guy's bad, somewhere else in this lineup, they're going to make up for it. Where a pitcher might maybe not throw more than sixty pitches without getting pulled, it might happen. Who knows? There's probably going to be those games. I mean, it's a long season, but I feel like the bats will be able to bring them back if they're down, and it won't be by much. Um, So I'm confident that that the offense is complementing the pitching. The bats are complementing the pitching, and vice versa. Um, So I'm going Chicago White Sox in the in the NL. This is where it's tough. This is the tough one. I want to say Atlanta because I'm an Atlanta Braves fan next to Chicago White Sox. But I'm going to go outside of the box here. I'm going to say the Padres sneak in against the White Sox. And we have what probably nobody is predicting. We have the Southsiders versus the San Diego Padres in the World Series. And I don't know who's going to win that. Uh, are we doing our, Are we predicting the matchup as well as the winner? Yeah. Yep. All right. I'm going with the White Sox. White Sox are winning the World Series this year.
1: Okay. So we were similar in division matchups or playoff predictions. World Series, I am going to go with what I picked last year, Dodgers and the Yankees. I was I was really thinking about the Tampa Bay with how they're made and how they're like how how well they can play in those types of games. But I mm-hmm. think with this type of long season, you are gonna like they're, they are gonna see downfalls due to how long it is, and guys will be warm and ready. In that two month season, you either had to be ready or not. There was no room for you to fall behind last year. So that's that's an advantage of why Tampa Bay was able to kill it and why some teams struggled. So the Yankees, they're probably going to get a couple people at the trade deadline. And then I am going to go with the Dodgers because I just think they're the best team in baseball. Mm-hmm. And my winner is going to be the Dodgers. Like It would be a good matchup versus the Yankees, especially because the Dodgers have a lot of left-handed pitchers, and the Yankees have a lot of right-handed hitters, vice versa. Yankees have a lot of right-handed pitchers, left-handed heavy lineup for the Dodgers. Dodgers are just stacked all the way Mm -hmm. through, and they're going to have guys stepping up for them. Like, Gavin Lux, he wasn't even a factor last year. Not even a factor. He's having a great spring training. He could be a an all-star second baseman, and he could be batting eighth for this team. That's how good their lineup is. So Dodgers over the Yankees in the World Series.
0: Who do you have winning that game? You already said the Dodgers. I'm sorry. You already said the Dodgers. You did see. I wanted to go. I wanted to go Dodgers. I feel like that's the obvious. But I've there's this weird thing where it's like there's got to be a wild card team. There's got to be a wild card team. Whether if the Dodgers get eliminated first round exit, uh, it's best to. Isn't it best to three first round?
1: Best of five.
0: Oh, it is best. I'm sorry. Best of five, first to three. So I mean, like maybe Atlanta. Or the Mets? Who knows? Or maybe Atlanta was
1: one. Thing. Atlanta was one game away last year. Atlanta played
0: well. Atlanta played well. I don't. I mean, I feel like they're still. I. W- I wouldn't say they improved, but they. I wouldn't say they got worse either. So they can still compete. So we'll see what happens when October baseball comes around. Um. So with that being said, with that being said, we have MVPs. We have Cy Young predictions. Let's start with the AL. Who is your MVP
1: in the American League? It is so tough to bet against Mike Trout. Just it's every single year he has not finished lower than fifth. Like it's just such an easy pick. Like I'm gonna go with Mike Trout, Mm -hmm. but I'm gonna give a secondary pick. Okay, man. <laughs> seeing what spring trainings had like last year with Shohei Otani as my MVP didn't pick him as a Cy but picked him as the MVP kind of want to go that route again but if it isn't Mike Trout I would probably have to roll with a guy like Aaron Judge I he has to have one of these breakout seasons again well he's broken out but he has to have one of these amazing seasons again and win it he was robbed last time has Mm -hmm. to has to get that mvp
0: i like that i like that i have mike trout as well um simply because i mean winning or losing he goes out there and just plays extremely well night in night out offensively defensively so yes i am going mike trout if we are doing an alternate pick just looking at this list for favorites it's it's tough it all right I, i'll i'll pick an alternate i'll go my alternate depending on how this team finishes i'm gonna go jose ramirez simply because he puts up numbers every year he puts up numbers every year he can hit for power he hits for uh well can't hit for average depending on the day he's having uh he steals bases he does everything you need To help win ball games. Now the team around him isn't the greatest, but they, like you mentioned, they still have some good pitching. They still have Bieber, um, who I believe won Cy Young last year. Uh, They have good talent. It's you know now that Francisco Lindor is gone, it's all eyes are on him. So if they do manage to sneak into the playoffs or make it relatively close, and he puts up the numbers that he's capable or what he has been putting up, then I can see him winning. He's a guy who's been top four or top five mvp vote in like the last three years last four years so he is definitely somebody to look out for um there's so many picks in the al there's so many you can go back to jose abreu dj lemehu um or lemehu however you want to say his name um you know there's other guys like they're even saying Bo Bichette, which I mean, I don't know where he's gonna finish an MVP, but I mean, he's another one out there, and whose Astros have Alex Alex Bregman, who's still pretty good. But I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go with uh, Mike Trout, and then uh, Jose Ramirez would be my uh, alternate pick there.
1: Okay, okay.
0: What about and your it... uh, your Cy Young, or you want to stick with MVP and go to the NL?
1: We'll go to NL is... We'll do both awards okay. so in my national league mvp i am gonna go with probably the best hitter in baseball right now juan soto he it, it, because he was out for like a few weeks last year due to covid protocols i don't even know if he fin- if he tested positive for a test but due to covid protocols He had to miss a few weeks, and that dude tore up the league last year. Ever Mm -hmm. since he's entered the league, he has been amazing. And the dude's only like 21-22 still. He's only going to get better. Full 162. He has a very solid lineup, and that's my guy. What could hurt him is defense, but he is a position player, so it shouldn't necessarily hurt him as much if he puts up like 40 something home runs batting 320 and 115 RBIs. Mm -hmm. But Juan Soto, I was looking at a guy who uh, won MVP a few years ago, Christian Yelich, but I'm going to go with Soto.
0: Okay. It's a good pick. Soto is definitely not talked about as much as he should be, considering. In the short career that he's had so far in his young life, he has dominated the baseball. He's torn. He's torn it up. He's torn it. Last year, like you said, he missed a few weeks and batted a bat in like a three sixty and smacked like thirteen dingers. Only twenty two. I like that. Um, there's another young cat in the league who has been doing the same thing. Maybe, maybe not as as as. No, I'd say he's pretty close. He's pretty close. Uh, Ronald Acuna, who is. 23 years old is my pick and he's going to help atlanta make the playoffs the year before last he hit over 40 home runs he had over 100 rbis he almost stole 40 bases as well batted at 280 if he can stick around that 280 maybe bat even a little bit higher i don't see how he doesn't win it unless soto literally is that guy who takes the nationals to the playoffs like you're saying um, so acuna is definitely my pick for MVP. He is gonna lift this team, he's gonna lead him to the playoffs uh and win that division.
1: Very, very solid pick. Needs to improve his strikeout numbers a little bit and mm-hmm. lead in probably more stats and he'll be he'll be good. The Cy young I'll let you lead these.
0: Oh man. Cy Young, let's start with the American League. I am putting on my fan cap, but also because I feel like he should be able to secure a lot of W's with the offense that he has. We saw him throw a no hitter last year. He was, he's been one of the best guests we've had on the episode on on an episode before Uh, Lucas Giolito, He's my Cy Young pick out of the AL. He just, the pressures off of him. Granted, he goes out and tries to be the best, and he's pretty damn good at what he does. But with the addition, with the pitching, the help that he's getting and out of the rotation, it, it's gonna take a little bit of stress off of him to go in night in, night out, as the only stud that they have. They have other great pitchers. Kopak, Dylan Cease is getting better. We mentioned some other guys. They have the bullpen and they're bats. They're clicking just as good as they were last year. Spring's been great. I'm going with Lucas Giolito simply because. His ERA is one of the best. He is able to rack up the strikeouts when he needs them, and he's should be able to get the wins. I don't see him really not getting at least 15, 16 wins this year, at least. With the NL, do you want to give your AL?
1: Yeah. So for the my American League Scion winner, I think he's going to get even better this year with the new addition of a cider he calls it a slutter i'll keep it a little pg and call it a cider mixed between a cutter and a slider i'm gonna go with tyler glass now he's high on the he's high in the odds but uh with tampa bay he's gonna be the ace this year and mm-hmm. his stuff is already electric his spin rates are great the new addition of the pitch looks great in the spring and i just see him dominating it's a that's, good
0: pick. It's a very good pick.
1: I think he'll lead. Then, he could potentially lead in the strikeouts. ERA might be a little bit of a problem, but could lead in the strikeouts. And Tampa Bay, we know what they can do. They they'll game manage probably when he pitches.
0: Yeah, and he was great last year. Obviously, helped them lead to uh, to the World Series. So, no, I think that that's a really good pick. He's uh, definitely one of the favorites right now. Um, NL. NL Cy Young, I'll give my prediction with the NL Cy Young. I am going with, I'm going to go with Jacob DeGrom. He was one of the top vote getters last year, obviously did not win it. Trevor Bauer ended up winning it with Cincinnati. Um, he's been good the last, I don't know how many years now. He's well-deserved of it. He's going to have great bats around him. This team is full of energy and momentum with steve cohen as the the owner he's he's getting the fans excited it's just that he's gonna ride on that momentum and i think he's gonna he pitches lights out as it is but i think that this team is going to take it to the next level they're going to be a playoff team and all you know all eyes are on that franchise right now new owner he's done a lot of great things um i i'm gonna go jacob de this year instead of going with maybe a trevor bauer or maybe a Hugh darvish or some of these other guys who were who got top votes last year
1: i might be putting on my fan cap a little bit i am gonna go with you darvish last year he was electric nobody could hit him he pitched so well in that shortened season this year doesn't seem to hurt him at all in the spring. He goes to San Diego, a way better team. used with with you know like a decent Cubs team. They won the world, or won the division last year, but he goes to a lights out San Diego Padres team, and also he's now pitching in a pitcher's ballpark in San Diego. So some of his problems are allowing home runs. They're going to be limited a little bit now in San Diego and he is going to get the results due to pitching against some of these poor NL West teams like the Rockies. You got the Giants. You have the the Diamondbacks there. I just think his stuff is going to be electric again this year and it doesn't matter what team he was on. He's he's at his full form.
0: It's a good pick. That's a good pick. I, you, Darvish was on my list. He was on my list. He had, I mean, hell of a pitcher. He's at a new home, mate. But that that was another thing, too. Like when he first went to Chicago, he he started off a little slow. So I was wondering. He had the arm injuries there. He did. He did. He did. And I mean, he's definitely got probably the most momentum for anybody coming into this season. So. No, that's that's a very good pick. So we got our MVPs. We got our Cy Youngs. We got our divisional winners. We want to know what you guys think of our predictions, where we're wrong, because I'm sure we're wrong. We always are wrong, right? And so definitely let us know on Twitter, uh, Instagram, uh, what you guys think on that. Um, but that's going to do it for the MLB segment. We are going to go over to the NFL where we've had a trade we've had a trade. The 49ers trade up and they now secured the 3rd overall pick in this year's NFL draft. Makes you wonder. Makes you wonder. So that trade does it it was actually ended up being a three-team trade um with the Eagles and Miami. So Miami ended up getting like most of the actual picks
1: in that trade. Um What are your thoughts on that trade? So it looks like San Francisco is probably going to draft a quarterback. That's, that's a big QB controversy uh, where they were drafting. I don't think they were drafting pretty high. Regardless, Mm -hmm. they, they were at number 12 before. Yeah. So they go from 12 to three in that slot. There's going to be a lot of quarterbacks drafted, and I don't see them. I don't see the need of that trade for a position player that they could have drafted. They could have waited and drafted him regardless. Yeah, so It looks like they are going to go with the quarterback, which is kind of surprising. Jimmy G didn't play too hot last year, even though they paid him all that money in San Fran. QB class loaded, though. So it looks like they're going to draft a quarterback. The Dolphins, they do have Tua. They aren't in need of a quarterback. They could they could trade back, which is what they did. And uh, they got an extra first-round pick in previous season. They got a couple yeah. extra picks here and there. So I very solid trade for the Dolphins' sake.
0: Yeah, it worked out. The Dolphins, so it ended up being that the Eagles are now getting the 12th pick. The Dolphins are getting the 6th
1: pick while still keeping that for extra first while round they got yeah
0: while still keeping that extra first round pick um which is going to be the 18th pick so the dolphins definitely and the dolphins have been a they had a pretty damn good season there're only a few maybe a few couple of good players away out of the draft uh some young talent but yeah it's it's loaded with quarterbacks i don't i don't see how the 49ers don't draft a quarterback. Even though they went out and said Jimmy G is our guy, I mean, I feel like that's a no-brainer. You have to say that. Why would you not say that that that's your guy? So there's going to be quarterback competition uh going into the season, preseason, uh summer camp. Uh so the next move I'm curious to know is who else is going to trade up that needs a quarterback. Is Sam Darnold going to be bundled and traded away maybe in a package? Will the Bears make moves? Who knows? Who knows? We don't know exactly. Not sure if it's going to happen, if they're going to stick it out with Andy Dalton, but we will know more um, as the NFL draft is slowly approaching. We have a few more weeks. It is on Thursday night, April 29th. I do not expect any other draft pick trades until draft day. That's generally how it works. The fact that the 49ers did it this early... They did it to secure, to know, okay, now this is what we want. Because that that bundle of quarterbacks, you have Fields, you have Trevor Lawrence, who obviously is probably going to be number one. You have Zach, Zach Wilson, Wilson, you know, Trey Lance even. Um, there's a few other quarterbacks in this draft where, you know, even Mac Jones, who I think may end up falling to the Patriots, So which would be good for them. Uh, so it, it'd be interesting to see what ends up happening Uh, Because, you know, obviously us being in the Chicago area, we know that the Bears are just like a quarterback away from being a playoff team. Maybe they do with uh, with Dalton. I don't know. But that's that's just something that, you know, we like to stir the pot um, to see to see what ends up happening. But uh, that's pretty much it with the NFL. There's not other news other than that huge trade. It's a big trade because now we don't know what's going to happen with Jimmy G. How do maybe maybe Jimmy G gets traded? Maybe they end up drafting one of these top quarterbacks going into the draft, and then it's like, what's the point of keeping Jimmy G? Mm -hmm. Hey, Chicago, you want to give us some defense? Maybe. Please
1: no, please no. (laughs) It's contracts, huge, huge. The Eagles, the Eagles moved back as well. They were kind of, they're projected to get either Kyle Pitts or Jamar Chase, one of the Mm -hmm. top wide receivers in the in the draft. Yep. I think they felt comfortable enough. To where they could trade back and still get one of those top guys, so that was Devontae a good move Smith. for them. Yeah, Devontae Smith is another one. the The Dolphins moving back up, I think they still want a higher pick. I I don't see them drafting a quarterback. It's just it doesn't really make too much spent make too much sense. You do see teams nowadays draft quarterbacks in multiple years or pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. In in a while ago, like mid 2000s and stuff and even early 2010s if teams drafted a quarterback they kind of wrote it out teams are now like you know what yeah we did make a mistake why are we still using this guy let's just move on and own the mistake mm-hmm. and we saw that with the cardinals one year where they drafted uh what was his name what was that quarterback they drafted seventh o- josh rosen Oh, Josh and then, Rosen, yeah. And then they drafted Kyler Murray the next year. And yeah, Josh it. Rosen
0: was gone the next year, yeah.
1: So, like, Dolphins could still draft a quarterback. I just don't see the need. Maybe they they need more positional guys, so you could see them draft, like, a Kyle Pitts at number six then, in mm-hmm. that spot.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, they're definitely just a few pieces away. I, I, could, I see why they, they decided to stay up in the draft. Eagles... Who knows? Who knows? The Eagles are one of those teams where you never know what you're going to get from them. Jalen Hurts is a good quarterback. He's got the speed. He's got the arm. Maybe they get him a a solid receiver because he has like absolutely no weapons. That dude has no weapons. So be interesting to see how the mock drafts change, if there's any other trades. Uh, But that's it for the NFL. Uh, Basketball, NBA. There were some moves. I know we talked about LaMarcus Aldridge potentially being bought out was actually bought out signs a deal with the Brooklyn Nets joins up with pretty much every all-star. I don't know, what is it? 42 combined all-stars, something like that. They have Blake Griffin who just joined. Obviously we already know about James Harden who got traded there. Kyrie, Kevin Durant. How much help does Kevin Durant
1: need? how much Lay griffin he is he is playing way better than i than i thought he would like that dude he was the second leading scorer a couple nights ago for the nets and yeah. it was when it was just james harden on the court I ended up barely pulling out a victory but he had like 17 18 points with like five rebounds five assists he's made a big impact lamarcus well, aldridge going to make a pretty big impact it's just their defense Their lack of defense could hurt them in the playoffs, but this team offensively, there's just so many options. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, you can have a bad defense. We've been saying it for a while. A mediocre defense will get outshadowed by a great offense. You can have a mediocre defense if you are constantly scoring the basketball. It's just the way it is nowadays. It's just the way it is. James Harden, Durant, Kyrie alone; those three alone were predicting to go to the finals. You add Blake even Griffin, before who, Harden.
1: Even I before predicted Harden, them.
0: Yeah, you did. You add in Blake Griffin, who I, I didn't lose any faith in him. He still had good games in Detroit. He there was it was weird because you would see you rarely saw him play at least this season, but then like the last season or the season before. You see him putting up 20, 25 points. You see him throw down a dunk, which he hasn't done. He dunked for the first time in a while. He dunked for the first time in a while. I got
1: 100,000 views on a Twitter clip because of that.
0: Nice. That's awesome.
1: <laughs> That's great.
0: I mean, everybody was probably looking it up at that time. I mean, it's been a while. People were wondering, what, why, why would they want to washed-up Blake Griffin? Because I'm here to tell you, that man's talented. He's not washed up. You are unmotivated when you play with any Detroit professional team. And he was hurt a little bit. And he was hurt. He was hurt. And I mean, it was time for a new new. I mean, you're talking about a guy who was literally in Hollywood. He was in L.A. for so long. And he went to Detroit. Horrible franchise. They barely win basketball games. Didn't choose to go
1: there. there.
0: Didn't even choose to go there. Exactly. No motivation whatsoever. Get him somewhere where there's com- competition around him. Guys who are going to push each other to do better, knowing, hey, this is the year. We have a win now team. And we're going to get that. And Marcus Aldridge too. I, Aldridge is getting older. So I wouldn't be surprised if he doesn't have huge games. But he's a guy where you expect him to be at the right place at the right time to make game-saving plays because of his his abilities, he's played with such great talent in Portland. Um, he's had some great playoff runs with Portland. He's just a veteran. He's been there, done that, along with some of these other guys. So I think he's going to do great things over there. He's going to help out incredibly.
1: Yeah, I, I'm excited to see all of them play. We're still waiting on Kevin Durant to come back. Kevin Durant's not even back yet. They're, he'll be back by the
0: playoffs. I wouldn't be surprised if he sits the rest of the season and even misses the first round of the playoffs unless they need him, quote-unquote. So we'll see. But then in the West, the other team that's one of the favorites, Los Angeles Lakers, who LeBron is out with a high ankle sprain. He definitely is hurt. He's definitely hurt because he's been playing all year. Many minutes, many minutes for his age. High ankle sprain, he's out. Good news is they go out and they sign Andre Drummond, who gets out. How much help does
1: LeBron need?
0: How much help does LeBron (laughs) James need? (laughs) So he ends up signing. I think it's like a one-year deal with the Lakers. They, it's just something we see. We see these big guys who end up just signing with the team. And the thing is, this is a guy who is capable of grabbing 20 rebounds in any game. I know a lot of people, they hate on him. They hate on him because he's he's the guy who can literally be the most bland 20 and 20 player in the league because he makes no effect on the game. But I disagree. I feel like he's better than many centers in the league. He's better than anybody the Lakers have. I can tell you that way better you have him you have Anthony Davis at the four you get LeBron running the point or the three either way they're guards they do lack in guards but I don't think they're going to really struggle that much I feel like those three guys this team that they have right now is arguably as good as what they had last year if not better when they won when they, they won the championship mm-hmm. so they do get Drummond. Again, he is not, I would say he's comparable to a Blake Griffin right now. He's, he's got to make an impact. He's not the greatest player you can grab, but he's good. He's good. He's been good before and he'll be good now.
1: And the Lakers have lacked in the big man this year. Like we know yeah. AD can play the five, but who else plays those minutes? They have Mantras Harrell. He actually hasn't been playing too hot this year. Yep. You have Marcus Saul who looks like absolute garbage. They just had no big guys on that team. Now you pick up a guy who is averaging 17.5 and 13.5 boards on the year. Oof, that, that defense is going to be better. You're going to have a guy who's reliable for getting boards for you. Like LA versus the Nets is looking like the, the matchup to be in the finals. And man, I. Honestly, can't tell you who I would choose out of those two. I'd probably still pick the Nets due to their offensive explosion, but they're just two different powerhouses that play two different ways. We have the physicalness and the height and defense of the Lakers going up against just the lights out shooting and volume shooting that the Nets bring.
0: Yeah, I think that's what it's going to come down to is that rapid fire offense from the Nets who have, they're vulnerable on defense, which is going to allow the Lakers to put up the, the needed points. The Lakers have Anthony Davis, who is arguably defensive player of the year, or has been an arguably a defensive player of the year the last couple of years. LeBron's defense has gotten better as he's gotten older. Offensively, he hasn't really slowed down too much. He's still putting up numbers. I don't know who I would pick. I would have to think about it with teams as is right now, hundred percent healthy. I almost feel like you have to go with the nets, but it's too tough to, to say, but both teams, both favorites added more firepower this past week. And LeBron will be healthy in a couple. I mean, he won't be healthy for a couple more weeks, but he'll be, he'll be good enough. He'll be good enough. They may not get the number one seed may end up falling to Utah, Maybe Phoenix sneaks up there. Who knows? But Lakers are are a playoff team regardless. With or without Anthony Davis and LeBron on the court currently, they will be back. Same thing with Kevin Durant in Brooklyn. These are guys who you rest them while you can and let them get hot leading into the playoffs. And it's going to be be a fun, fun playoffs. I can tell you that. Because the East is not going to go out easy. I don't want to say Brooklyn, Brooklyn has the east, but I don't want to say it's going to be easy. Same thing with the Lakers no. in the west. So,
1: there's still a lot of very solid teams. I get yeah. the the two destinations right now have been Brooklyn and LA and people are like, "Well, it's time to stop watching the NBA." Don't. There's there's no need to stop. No
0: way. No way. Philly can end up being okay. I mean, it's hard to to say Philly's going to be good ever because they just for some reason don't end up competing very much in the playoffs. They don't make that huge run. But, I mean, with a healthy Joel Embiid, if he comes back healthy, um, they could compete. Boston can compete. You know, you have, I don't know, I guess that's really Milwaukee. Milwaukee, too. Outside of that, it could be, I mean, any other team could can put up a series against Brooklyn, but, I mean, those are going to be the main teams. I don't see Brooklyn really struggling in the first round. Mm-hmm. Any other buyouts on the on the horizon? I think those are just like the big guys. Those were the main ones. I'm sure there's some other small names that that have happened that we didn't get, but th- those are the big names. And I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm ready for playoff basketball. Um, the Bulls are, I believe, zero two since their big trade, Nikola Vucevic. Mm -hmm. Daniel Tice played finally had nice some good defensive stops nice block nice little alley-oop Pat Williams is playing okay this is what I hate about the Bulls it's their media their social media account I don't know who runs it oh it's a great game for the Bulls reading it you know because I didn't finish watching the game thinking okay they came back they ended up losing by like 12 points like both games it's like how is that a great game it's like, oh, because Vucevic did good. He shot efficiently. Yeah, I'm going to start to need... I need to see some victories. I, I believe that they can make an impact. They can be an 8th seed team and at least win a game or two in the playoffs just with that young team that they have.
1: Mm-hmm. The problem problem with that, though... Yeah, they did go 0-2. They've struggled both, both games right out the gate. Uh, one of the problems with the bulls is they haven't practiced since they acquired everyone. So they have four or five brand new guys thrown right into the rotation. Yeah. Playing some big minutes and they don't, they barely know their teammates. They're just like, all Mm -hmm. right, go play a basketball game. That's going to be tough to win games. Like you could put together, you could grab a talented team around the league, but putting them up against a random NBA team that's played together all season most most times, the, the random NBA team is going to beat those guys.
0: Yeah, you could tell, too, in that first game against the Spurs, the, they had no answer to the Spurs' ball movement. And then, offensively, they kept trying to force the ball into Nikola. They kept trying to force it in, and it was like turnover after turnover. And it was like, all right, guys, I see what you're trying to do. You're trying to give them a nice, warm welcoming, let them steal a the show. But, yeah, I do agree, and that that is the only time we'll tell. Um, practice, mm. I mean, t- Billy Donovan, I'm sure, knows what he's doing with this team. So, you know, obviously Charlotte is without LaMelo. They're still continuing to win games. I thought maybe they would take take a you know a back seat on that playoff run, but they're still a really good team. Um, some other teams there, uh, Atlanta, New York. So we'll see what ends up happening there. But yeah, that's pretty much it for the NBA.
1: Larry, Larry hit the bench for the last game, which oh, hoping yeah. to see a little bit more. Larry, I hoped I would. I hoped that he would be off the Bulls team from trade deadline. He is not, and it looks like I don't think the Bulls are going to resign him. But the Bulls and Billy Donovan know him and Vucevic can't really play on the court at the same time. They can't mm-hmm. at least start with their defense. So uh Markkinen's seen the bench right now. They did throw out Thaddeus Young. He's not the best, but he's like all—he's a veteran. He's a team player. He knows his role. Yeah, that could help all. him out a little bit. Tomorrow, if you guys are interested, or tonight, when you are listening to this episode, uh, the Bulls are going to be playing the Phoenix Suns, who they're going to be playing back-to-back games. The Bulls have had a game or a day off. So it could be a good matchup. Could be a good could could game.
0: Could... It could be a very good matchup. Yeah, Phoenix has been hot so anyways guys that is gonna wrap up this week's episode make sure you guys hit that download button check us out on social media sr only instagram twitter i'm igoose goose four o's we have healy the healy six and then we'll see you guys next week
1: yeah an opening day talking about baseball let's go
0: let's go